But the reality is we're human. And when we're on social media and we're only seeing the highlight reel, when something human pops up, something relatable, something vulnerable, that builds trust. Then what I have to do is offer them something that has a high enough perceived value to overcome their desire to not get pitched or spammed or bothered or annoyed. I have to go on a gut level first and foremost. What sells me? How do we take some of the repetitive, quote unquote, bureaucratic tasks out of the hands of the rep and automate those to free up time for them to spend selling? How can we create a place where it's positive, where there's nothing but motivation, education, and inspiration, and how can we do it consistently? Five, four, three, two, one. So leaders, if, if you're, a, if you're um, offending people, you need to go back to yourself and say, how am I showing up? Am I truly uh, an evangelist for what I'm requesting? Do, if I ask people to show up on time, am I showing up on time? Am I being the example so that I can then demonstrate through what I'm doing and the results I'm getting and then encourage them to go for those results? So we got to take it where we separate ourselves out of it and help the employees separate out of it so it's not a personal dig. It is, okay, we want to go here. How do I help you go here? We start to, when you're assertive, you start to get people to lean into your vision. Um, and, and enlist in your vision. So now they want to fight for it instead of fight against you. So is that 100%? Excuse me. We're having a lot of smoke from the fires out here in Arizona today. Um, so is that a perfect? No. You're going to have people that have tolerated through the years and they're not in a place of honor. Remember I talked about part of uh, unleashing your assertiveness is learning how to come from a place of honor. And so now, guess what? You are reflecting to them by your request. You are reflecting to them something that they don't like and they're, they know in their heart they're not honoring themselves, right? That when we get offended, it is something that's being revealed to us through that, through the other person. So you as a leader, don't take it personal. Instead, take the time to meet them where they're at. You cannot move somebody where you want to go, you know, unless you're going to be a dictator and, and really aggressive, right? That's not assertive, unless you meet them where they're at. And so it's hard. The change factor can be difficult when people have tolerated and they've held so tight to their, their identity. And it's being challenged right now more than ever. Is it not our identity factor, right? And so as a leader, it's, it's about meeting them where they're at and understanding their beliefs. You don't have to agree with it and you don't have to stay there, but you need to understand so that they feel heard and they have the safety to acknowledge how they feel and then they're going to want to lean in and meet you where you're at. If you still can't get them to do that and you can't move together in alignment with the value, the values that you have in your culture, then you probably have a bad hire frankly, end of story. And this is going to demonstrate the leaders. I've been finding this, that your vision that you had once before, and as you define it differently now, and you start to learn how to be more holistic, and that is where profitable leadership, the new era of consciousness is coming in that we specialize in and have done that for over 10 years, but now it's becoming like top of mind for people, is, is that your vision is going to look different, you're, or you'll be left behind if you're not riding that wave. 
And so the vision that you're growing into, you may find people on your team that you hired at a different level in your vision. That's okay. You, you work to grow them and, and help them move past these fears and those limiting beliefs that they have about themselves. And the fastest way to do that is back to celebrating. Even little wins, and I know it, the patience factor can get there when you're in a high-paced culture, because I work with corporations, Fortune 500s, a little mom and pops, and individuals, right? But the long-term, what do you want? Do you want to convert this person to be a champion of your vision? Then start championing them in areas that are aligned with your values. They're going to want more of that. We as human nature, we want more praise, don't we? We like it. <laughs> we want right. to do more of it. We don't want to shy away from it. So I, I hope there that for your listeners, I've given you, if you listen back to that, I've given you several key principles yes, in there that you can execute on. Yeah, and I, I really think you made a good point on the value. So like, what, I guess whether it's a corporate environment or you have your own business, um, mm -hmm. maybe more in the corporate environment where you can – in a lot of cases, you may inherit a certain team, right? So let's mm -hmm. say a team um, or an office or a business or whatever isn't, isn't producing at the level that it's desired, right? Okay. So, so they, you know, maybe they change leadership, they bring different people in, and now they've inherited a team with certain values on how they see things should be done, right? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So you have to convert those people through a change management process or whatever mm -hmm. to get mm -hmm. them to where they need to go. But, but they're already there and they already believe and have those values like this doesn't matter. or This is the way to do things and versus, or you can build a new team, right? You can, you can, um, that could be part of the change management process. What do you think is the best path? Is it better to try to convert? people's values on historical way of doing things and their beliefs are um, they're doing okay versus hire a new team and with a new vision. Yeah. Always, always lean in and try to, I, I talk about in my coaching about three power leaks. Okay. The power leaks are wasted time, wasted resources and wasted strengths and talents. And in fact, on, on my site, you can go there and take an assessment and you can see where you're leaking, how much, prefer, you know, how much uh, profit you're leaking out the door. So always try to, to plug those and, and maximize your team first, first and foremost, because they're honoring the vision that was once there. Why hold that against them what, you know, with that? But now bring them together and, and you've got to inspire the change. You've got to inspire the change. Inspiring change is, is an important new leadership soft skill that hasn't been there in the level that, that we've been teaching our leaders and, and from the inside out and leading that as well. And so bring them together, help them be part of the vision planning. Don't keep it behind closed doors and they just have to say, you know, follow along like sheep. Bring them into the process, help them see where they can integrate those values, integrate their strengths, that they're not leaving behind that identity because that's what causes the conflict is when you leave behind all that what you think is hard work and you and you've crudged along and you've you've even in some sense you've actually given in to the leader that you didn't agree before but but you're doing it because you have to that's part of the culture and now you're ingrained in it so bring them forth and bring them part of that process of creating the vision and defining the value so let's say you're in a corporation you're You'd be surprised. I go in and teach a lot and do trainings. And I've been in, in uh, doing custom trainings where I'll ask the, 
they'll bring their whole top level sales team in. I did this for a big pharmaceutical company here, uh, beginning of the year. And they bring their whole, fly their whole sales team in here to Phoenix and all the leaders are there and we're going through and, and, I'm, a, and I'm asking them to share, share their values because they need to have this in the way they show up in their sales. Trust me, that's another conversation. And, and we're asking around the room, and do you know what? Nobody could say the values. And then we start to train on what is that doing to your vibration and your customer and so forth. So if, if, if as, as an individual team, you don't know your values, then now you're pushing and pulling people. So start there with your team. Get in there and say, what do you think our values are? How have you seen this in the company? Here's what we have on the wall. Do you see that taking form? What would you add to this? How? Because people, that's our driving factor. Right. When you start to break down and you bring them part of the change factor. And, and in doing that also, you can have a department division vision that also aligns with the companies. And so that's a way that you can take when you're coming as a new leader and you're, you're having to now get them to buy into you and your vision is to sit down and create that and craft. We're going to honor our company vision, our mission, and we're going to bring the company values, but we're going to add a few values that you guys see that you want. And then we're going to bring this in and we're going to speak to this and we're going to, to use you to help set our KPIs and set our goals and, and overcome our confidence blockers to grow into it and so forth, right? And, and become leaders in our right uh, using this vision. And when you start to get people to see themselves as part of the vision, you have you don't have the demanding, you don't have the pushing and pulling. The percentage that's left behind, then those may be already bad apples. Or you know, I hate to use that. They they just may not be a fit, not and they were fit. never a fit for your bigger vision. But they were hired at the other vision, and how they showed up was allowed because it worked in that right. culture, right? Right. So it may seem simplistic, but it's not. I have done what I call play bigger meetings, and we. Often we go in there and they go, oh, here comes the coach, whatever, you know, and the, team, and the owners are there or the corporate leaders are there. But as soon as we start to talk about the values and how they fill them and what it looks like in their day to day and what it looks like with their customers, what it looks like in the results, what it looks like in the organization, people, people feel that. People then want to listen and it softens those walls of protecting themselves. Allows change that, that really, really hits home there. And I, I totally yeah. agree with you that whole alignment is absolutely required. Um, you've shown us a lot and, and shared a whole <laughs> lot with us um, and Good. we're getting on for time. So I just want to ask you real quickly, is there anything else you want to add or where can people find you? And a little bit about that kind of information, if you don't mind sharing that with the team or with, with our listeners. Yeah, with your listeners. First of all, thank you guys, Gary and Gary, for having me here. One, one last tip I'll leave before I share how to, how to reach out if you're curious how to, how to explore this further um, is three key things to consider. Uh, whether you be an individual sales uh, professional, specialist, or a leader, take time to answer these three things. This will help you get up on that wave, that curve that we're having. And that is, what do you stand for? That's your values. Write them down. Define them. Not what Webster says, what you say. What do you stand for so you can stand out and start to assess yourself against that and grow? The second thing is inspire. Create relationships that inspire, that, that they want to grow with you. They want to, like your customers, they want to be part of your vision or your team. Not relationships that demand or sell, that push and sell. Start to inspire. And the third thing is 
where are you keeping your word or not keeping your word? That's going to come up in this new holistic integrity, and your customers are going to want to see that, and so are your team against those values. So take some time to audit yourself on that, and that's going to give you a head start against anybody else out there and see what you come up with, some goals that you can set this next quarter. And then how to find me. Um, I, I'm known as the power zone coach because that's what I do. I help leaders move into their power zone, out of that comfort zone. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah, power up. <laughs> right? And so simply go to powerzone, powerzonecoach.com. And there you'll find access to all my social platforms and, you know, YouTube, LinkedIn, and my blog, and then several different assessments you can take. And, and, and then you can get my book on Amazon, but you can also, uh, or I've got like five publications, but you can access everything off of my website, powerzonecoach.com. Awesome. Uh, thank you, Renee. Thank you so much uh, for sharing that. Before we close, Gary, if you don't mind uh, talking about our sponsor and the special offer for our listeners, please. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for our listeners, uh, B2B Digital Selling Secrets is available for free. Um, you just pay for shipping at B2B. That's the number two B2B digital selling secrets.com. If you're in a B and by the way, business to business, that's what B2B stands for. If you're in a business to business environment, you're selling to other businesses. It's a great book to help you build relationships digitally and save time, meet your quotas faster and have that extra time for your family or to get more sales, whatever it may be. Um, so yeah, www.b2bdigitalsellingsecrets.com. Thank you, Gary. And most of all, thank you so much, Renee, for joining us and everybody, our viewers and our listeners. We thank you once again for joining us on another episode of the Digital Selling Secrets podcast and show. And we'll check you out next time. Cheers.